0: And I'm Shauna
1: West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding and sharing your creativity.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to season two, episode twenty-three of the Creative Exponent <laughs> podcast. It's like now every time I say a number, I just sound impressed. With
1: I us. know, <laughs> we're, well, it, it's impre- I'm really impressed.
0: <laughs> I know, but every time it's like it just I know, needs to I can't be like this it.
1: is this is the episode. But yeah,
0: we're just excited that we
1: yeah
0: we love doing it, and we're excited that we keep doing it. Yeah, and so and we're we're excited that that you're here like we That's we have fine. people who are very loyal listeners and people That's who right. are kind of picking picking up as we go and getting some good feedback and we're looking forward to to more of that but mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about we actually talked about it on an Instagram live and even as we were doing it i was like oh i'm kind of bummed that we don't yeah. have like A way to really record this because it was such a good conversation. So we decided let's just kind of recreate it. Let's have it here, and it is a little different because we won't be able to answer your questions live like we do on Instagram. And um, but we we just want to have this conversation because we felt like it was really good.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it was good. It was a good conversation, and it sort of morphed. I mean, you know, we began talking about the dynamic between uh, talent and creativity. And what was the question, the original question that was asked? I can't remember exactly.
0: Yeah, this this conversation came up from a direct message that I received that said, what do you think about the difference between talent and creativity? Do you think somebody has both or one or the other? And I thought it was such an interesting question because I don't think we normally think about talent and creativity in terms of like, they're different things or they go together or do they, do you always find them together? Do you find them separately and how do they, so it, I know I kind of marinated on that for a while and I talked to Shauna about it. I'm like, I feel like this is a good conversation to have because it really it got me thinking, yeah, like, yeah, me too what what is the dynamic between these two, because i I think people might think like, well, i anyway, we'll talk about
1: it, you <laughs> don't want to like
0: <laughs> hop all into it, but yeah, we well, just that's kinda, what we're here
1: to do, it's okay, yeah, it <laughs> helped away. us break
0: it helped us break down, I think some interesting things and maybe even address some of the the myths that people yeah. tell themselves about both talent and creativity so mm-hmm. um yes yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today now poor Shauna, i can see she's like <laughs> glistening
1: she, <laughs> she, she more too <laughs> My in Alabama, not working.
0: <laughs> in an attic yep studio space with no air conditioning like this is 95 on the
1: thermostat this is showing up right (laughs) (laughs) my clothes are drenched and I'm not kidding and it's becoming (laughs) quite uncomfortable I have this clear acrylic desk chair which I actually love but man today it is a hot mess literally (laughs) (laughs) it is bad both you and the chair will need a shower we will need a shower (laughs)
0: Jesus yeah Christ. so poor shauna she's so she's also got her um her fan is going
1: yeah my know, computer fan is it's so yep. hot so if so you anyway, hear background noise that's what's going on guys
0: yeah we, we were talking about it ahead of time that we're like this is it just is what it is we record yep. out of our homes we don't that's record right. in padded studios we don't have sound engineers telling us oh you've got to turn this off yeah it's we're just sitting in our homes
1: with that's right
0: nice equipment. I think we sound pretty good. But yeah, yeah, we're just sometimes you'll hear our family or our pets or computer fans, right? (laughs) Or (laughs) email notifications, which mine just went off and I had to turn my uh, sound on my computer off. But anyway, so I think when we talked about creativity and talent, I think we, we broke it down as creativity is like, it's the ideas, it's the invention. And then Mm -hmm. talent is the action and the work. It's the, the actual doing. And that was kind of the best. I think that was kind of where we landed with it when we were looking at one versus the other.
1: Right. Well, and we, you know, it's sort of like, do I think that both, you can be both talented and creative. Yes, I do. Um, I think you can have the skill to, to accomplish, you know, or execute an idea or a dream. Uh, I think you can be the creative, the dreamer, but not necessarily an implementer. I think that you can be uh, the talent, you know, like I think a lot of times, and, and this is just a good example. Like I think of graphic designers sometimes, yes, they're creative, but they often find themselves like sitting in the talent camp because they're having to be outsourced and use their talent and their skill to implement someone else's creativity. So that's kind of a good, a good one to use as an example. But, you know, at the same time, the other question that sort of arose out of this topic and this conversation was just, is it, is it necessarily important to focus on which one are you and just ask yourself the question, am I willing to develop either or both? Because, and, you know, we've got this in our notes. We only have a few things because we know we can just talk about this forever. (laughs) But, you know, they (laughs) both can be developed. They both can be practiced, you know, and, and both can be matured over time. So that was another question that sort of arose was like, well, is it really, because I do think we get hung up here. I'm not talented enough. I'm not creative enough, you know, or I'm not either. I can't, I can't do either of those things. I don't have that, those skills or that natural tendency. And do I believe that some of us have more of a natural, you know, tendency to be creative or kind of predisposition for talent? Sure. I mean, absolutely. But, Does that mean it's impossible for it to be developed? No, absolutely not. Not even a little, you know, (laughs) at Mm -hmm. all.
0: Yeah, both can be developed. And I think we see this maybe clearly when we look at, um, like, athletics or musical Uh ability uh, or musical instruments that we see, like, you know, okay, there are people with just natural gifting they have the body of a basketball player or the body of an offensive lineman or the body of a runner yeah and but then there are also people who um they they don't have that but they work incredibly hard and they develop that uh we actually in the instagram live we talked about there's this great documentary i i'm not sure if it's on netflix or on amazon prime but Mm -hmm. it's called Kim Swims and it's about oh, right. this. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, it's I know about I this... keep
1: saying I'm gonna watch it because you have talked about it.
0: <laughs> well it's about this woman who started swimming, you know, relatively late in life for um for a swimmer. You know, most yeah. most of them start in at least in their teens. And and so you she was well beyond that. And um she just decided she was gonna be a good swimmer and she met so many challenges and obstacles and people who told her like, you do not have the body of a swimmer. This is not a, this is not a a worthwhile endeavor for you. (laughs) And she just wouldn't accept that. And she worked incredibly hard and trained very hard. And, and she's now one of the best open water swimmers in the world. She swam this incredibly difficult, I think some people said it would be almost impossible, incredibly difficult swim off the coast of California. Yeah, um, I think starting in the on the Golden Gate Bridge and then out to this, this island. So uh-huh. anyway, it's something like that. It's been a while since I watched it, but I found it so inspirational. And we actually recently watched the movie Greater, which is the yeah. story of, oh gosh, I can't remember his name now. It was a, a football player who was drafted by the Colts, and okay. when he started out in high school people are just telling him like you're not
1: <laughs> you're not going anywhere it. with this <laughs>
0: right. no you're not gonna do it i think this may have even been down in alabama really and he no no it was in alabama it was in um arkansas okay it was in arkansas because yeah. we had the whole conversation about why is it called arkansas versus arkansas okay <laughs>
1: You guys drifted off and spent some time there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So
0: anyway he he wanted to um, he wanted to play for Arkansas and wow um, it's it's a it's a great story um, about how everyone told him. Shauna's fanning herself. She looks like <laughs> she looks like she's in a Southern Baptist church right now. <laughs> she's full on full on fanning is, herself. Ooh, but oh, anyway, th- those are both just if you're just like I need a story of. Of gumption and determination, both of those are good ones to watch. But anyway, all of that to say, um, Mm -hmm. you know, some people have this giftedness, but I think that that talent can be developed. And just like Shauna was saying, talent can be developed and creativity can too. I think so for people who are sitting around and like, well, I feel like I can draw. Like I have the technical ability. If if somebody puts... Mickey Mouse in front of me, I can draw him and copy him. But, but the idea of, of inventing my own character, I just don't have that. It's not there. Yeah. And, um, that's where creativity comes in and that's where creativity can be developed. So maybe why don't we talk about like exercise, like, well, you say what you were going to say first, but then maybe let's talk about ways <laughs> no, that's that, fine.
1: we're going into ways that. that
0: creativity can be developed and yeah. ways that talent can be developed because yeah. I think then that those are practical takeaways,
1: yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think creativity it goes back to sort of those you know, even that the episode where we talk about you know creative practices for the quote non-creative, you know, there's just so many just dabble. I think that's the thing. just dabble mm. in things, try new things. Try, you know, you can't draw a stick figure. Start trying to draw a stick figure. You know, you just never know what those small practices lead to. You know, they just begin to, they do begin to pull your own creative voice, your own creativity out. Um, Same thing with, you know, we talked about this, like shooting pictures, even using your phone and learning to look at things through the lens of, what do I find pleasing? What do I find to be beautiful? What inspires me? All those kinds of things just foster your creativity, you know, journaling. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about this so much. I feel I don't want to be too redundant, but those are just great ways to kind of stir up your own idea factory. You know, the the things that make you happy and excited and come alive. Um, yep. you know, or that you just have fun doing, who cares if you're really good at it? It's just fun, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, I think I that's... love looking
0: I love looking at old things, so yeah. things that were created a couple hundred years ago, totally right. different context than today, um, like looking at old stories and old poetry and old textile designs, mm-hmm. um and just kind of pulling because I have a hard time just coming up with something totally from scratch. And I would probably argue that nobody comes up with anything entirely from scratch. They're inspired by something, by nature, by a color, by somebody else, by a movie, by whatever. There's something that inspires them to create what they create. Um, But yeah, what made me think of like developing creativity, I think that a part of it is you start with if you start studying the technical framework for that art, so what came to mind was music. I took, so for those who don't know, my degrees in musical theater and I had to take a class on um, musical composition. Guys, we had, my degree, (laughs) I had to take so many classes, (laughs) like musical theater history and musical theater dance styles where we learned all the, I mean, I learned, I know how to do the Foxtrot folks, you know, all kinds of stuff. But anyway, one of our classes was music composition. So even though I was never planning on writing any songs, I had to learn how to write songs. And so what we did in order to write music is we learned the framework in which you write music. And so we learned, you know, most of us already knew tempo, how to read music, all of that stuff. But we learned sort Uh of the rules of what works and what doesn't. Um, And then we were all tasked to write a song. And the interesting Interesting. thing is all of these people who are not songwriters, who've never written a song before in their life, um, we're all singers and dancers and actors and that sort of thing. Everybody wrote a song and they were all, Mm. I mean, they're little ditties. They were just little, there was no like (laughs) best song you ever heard in your life. They were Mm -hmm. all very simple, but we all wrote a song. And it's because we learned the framework. So I think like, learning the framework of whatever your craft is can start to, um, it can be a springboard to come up with your own, your own works, your own ideas. And it starts to, I love that the idea factory kind of can, can be that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, again, I think if I could give one piece of advice to really, well, this is, okay, I can't possibly narrow it down to one. This is an important piece of <laughs> advice. Give A piece of advice. <laughs> to that idea. Um, but, you know, one piece of advice to someone that's younger who says, I have no idea what to do, you know, um, or I would like to do this, but I'm afraid, you know, all those normal things. I just absolutely believe in the power of not taking yourself so seriously, you know, we put Mm -hmm. this insane pressure on ourselves to be so good at everything. And if we're not, then we get to shame ourselves and make fun of ourselves and self-deprecate and all those things. Or, you know, it, it shapes our beliefs and our, um, sort of our practices around what we will do and how we will do it and how far is too far, how, how much we can um, go down that road before we look silly. And, you know, I think that that stops us so many times from trying new things, from playing, from, you know, exploring. Um, And we get to a place where we're just stuck, you know? Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about that? (laughs) I'm coughing. Yeah.
0: I I mean, I totally agree. I... (laughs) I think yeah. now she's choking.
1: <laughs> no, no, I can't. It's just too much happening here.
0: No, I totally agree, and I think I catch myself doing that where I take myself way too seriously, me too. and it me and too. it limits me. When I, um, a, a good example of that artistically, and I did this with I did a a series of live painting classes during mm-hmm. you know while most of the country was in some sort of quarantine or stay at home order, mm-hmm. I did live classes and. Um, in one of them, we did a still life of a pear. And I said, a great exercise is to do like a 10 or 15 minute pear or apple or whatever, just yeah. some very simple shape and set a timer and stick to that timer. And I shared with the group, I almost always like the one that I do in 10 minutes more than I like the one yeah. that I do in like an hour. Okay. And and it's because it forces you into this like intuitive place where you're not overthinking second guessing you're not giving yourself time to be critical all you're doing is getting the paint as quickly as you can in place and it yeah it it just ends up having this very loose quality and so I do that for myself a lot I'll set timers and it just it it really does silence that voice that's telling you that what you're making is crap because you just don't have time to do that. So yeah, I, I would, that's a great exercise, no matter what you're doing, whether it's writing or painting Mm -hmm. or musical instruments or whatever to do what you need to do to put the focus on just the work and not allow that editing. Yeah. Yeah not allow that, that critical voice in. And I think another key portion of that is to, um, I actually, I'm talking a lot about music today, but <laughs> I actually, I attended a songwriting workshop, not because I wanted to write songs, but because I was at a music conference and it just, it was the class that was available. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was being put on by um, pa Balash, the the Christian artist who just cranks okay. out songs like they're nothing, like it's just so <laughs> effortless and easy. And ones that become these anthems of churches and everything. And anyway, he was, it was a songwriting workshop that he was teaching and somebody asked him about what he does with that negative, critical Uh voice when he's trying to write songs. And he says, you know, yeah, I'll be, I'll just by myself, I'll sit with my guitar and I'll just play and sing and I'll have a recorder going in case I kind of come across something something. that I like and I'll, I'll be able to remember it. And he said, I do hear that voice. That's like, oh, that was stupid. Oh, that was bad. No, 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 no. What are you doing? Yeah. Why, who do you think you are to write this song? Okay, you're done. You've you've written enough songs. Yeah. The well is dry now. Like, whatever the voice is saying. And he's just like, he kind of made this motion like he's shooing away a fly. And he was just like... yeah." dude, I'm just, I'm just playing, right? I'm just singing. That's all I'm doing right now. I'm not yeah. tr- if I write a song, that's gravy. Yeah, right now, I'm just playing and singing. And he said, and then out of that playing and singing, songs come out of it. He yeah. can get five songs in a session sometimes, or just one or sometimes zero. Yeah. Sometimes all he got was he just, he was just playing just and played. singing. Yeah. And is, is that a waste of yeah. time? Is that right? that's, it's still a worthwhile endeavor. So I think, yeah, take pressure off of yourself to say, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play. I'm just gonna paint. I'm just gonna write. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, and then I think for developing the talent, it really is about, I think it's about some study and it's about, it's about the repetition, the practice, the work, um, showing up, doing it, all of those things. And I think, um, Again, you can see it clearly in athletics. When people oh, practice gosh, yeah. every day, they get faster, they get stronger, yeah. yep. they get better. Yeah. And that's that's exactly true with, with any sort of creative endeavor as yeah. well.
1: Well, and I think that that's so important to note because, you know, I can't help but wonder if that question that came to you stemmed from um, maybe it was just curiosity, but I know for a lot of people, it would probably stem from that place of looking at other people and the things they're accomplishing and wondering what is that magic formula? Like how, how are Mm -hmm. they just born with this talent, with this creativity, you know, and I know you've heard this, I've heard it. I know many, many people across (laughs) the entire world have heard it, you know, um, How do you do what you do, you know, how you're good at everything um, is something I think that a lot of times our insecurity pushes us to say, you know, and our Mm -hmm. own fears pushes us to say to others, you're good at it. There's nothing you're not good at, you know, and it's like, (laughs) well, first of all, I've actually baloney. (laughs) I've actually developed
0: a response for that because I didn't know what to say to that when people were like, well, you do everything. And yeah. Now I say
1: no, I cannot pole vault. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right, no. Can't Can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, there's plenty that I I can't do. This is just my area, you know? This is my my little area of things that I love, that I enjoy, that I'm marginally good at, some really good at. Um, we're all that way, you know, we all have our, our areas. And so yeah, I yeah. just think our little it's spots where we shine. Yeah, right, right. And I think that so often, especially in the online space, it's just really easy to look at those snapshots of life, those snapshots of, um, of even someone's creative work, you know, what they're doing for a living and, and look at it as if it's this big lofty lightning bolt that's been, you know, gifted to them from the heavens. But, you know, even the people who you, and I'm just saying the proverbial you look at and think, I don't even know how they do this for a living and this is a job, you know, this is a job or what, whatever. I'm just, because you know, people think that. So let's just address oh, it. Oh yeah. Even when you think that about someone, I guarantee you there is way more work going into it than, than you can realize, you know, and that is, yep. it's a practice, it's discipline. It's sure, is there a little luck involved? Absolutely. I would be arrogant um, to say that I've not been, I've not been lucky in some opportunities. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's been some good luck and good fortune that's come along. And it would be really ungrateful not to recognize that. But to say that it's only that, you know, is not true. The same way that it would not be true to say any talent and creativity you see in me or, you know, Marion or anyone else has not been really developed, you know, it's been developed. That's not just something that, um, that is struck over, you know, we don't get slapped in the back of the head with the creativity and talent stamp, and then it just never goes away. You know what I mean? Whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I know we both practice a lot and study a lot. Like I, I don't just have books on my shelf. For pretty. Cause (laughs) I like them, which I do like them. They are pretty, but I do actually buy them. them and read them and use them yeah. as a resource and yeah. go back again and again. It's kind of, I forget who said the quote, but like, it's like the harder I work, the luckier I get. That's somebody right. Said, it sounds like a Mark Twain or somebody who said that, but I, I'm not sure who to, to yeah. credit that one with, but it's a fairly well-known quote, but it, but it is true. And I was actually looking through my notes cause I just was reading a quote earlier today about that where, um, you know, they're saying like, if you're, if you're looking, basically, I'm just going to paraphrase, because I can't, I'm not gonna be able to find it. But that if you're looking at people and feeling like what they're, they have sort of this magic or charmed life, they're sort of this, you know, intangible thing that, you know, you're, you're not, don't sit around and attribute all of that to just luck. You're not, seeing exactly what you're saying. You're not seeing all that hard work. Yes. It's it's such a perfect quote for this. It is because
1: when you, here's the truth now, here we go. Ready for this, like a mic drop. When you dismiss other people in that way, you are dismissing your own possibilities. That is the truth. When we dismiss what other people do and say, well, it's just luck. It's just this. It, it shapes that again. It shapes that belief that, we don't have any control over what's happening to us. We have no ability to affect it at all and to manifest the things that we love, the things that we long for. And that's just not true. We do. Now, is there a plenty of, you know, absolutely plenty of stuff happening all around us that that is out of our control. But I just think we have to be careful when we we put that out there on someone else's work or their, um, you know, their online presence or whatever the, you know, whatever it is, you know, maybe you know them from a a, a local gallery or, you know, you've just followed their story, you know, throughout the years as an artist or creative. Uh, When we do that, we're sort of, we're telling ourselves, we don't get to change where we are. And that's just, it's just not true. And, And I know, I said this to a client a couple weeks ago, I know that when we're in the place where we're stuck or we're trying really hard and nothing's sticking, you know, we're not making progress. Number one, don't ever tell yourself that those others that you look at don't hit those places because they do. Even, um, Even when it may appear that they're not hitting them, they are. But you know, it feels really empty to hear some of this and sort of like, yeah, but you don't understand what I'm facing and what I'm up against. Mm. But the truth is, and I don't, you know, I can't, uh, in every, obviously every situation, but I do know that all the time (laughs) things are shaping, even when it feels like you're totally standing still. So as you're in the place where you're wondering, can you improve your talent? Can you foster your creativity? Can those things really become changed guess what? It's happening. As you're wondering, if you're ever going to get unstuck, it's happening. That's why the whole putting one foot in front of the other thing matters. You know, it's why the daily practice matters because all of a sudden you look up and you're like, dang, I'm finally, maybe I'm not 40 steps ahead, you know, from where I was, but I have taken a full step and we are, we are making moves again, you know, and that Mm -hmm. feels incredible to just get, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a new opportunity or um, you made a sale, it's, you know, could be something really large and, you know, really great opportunity that's come along and hit you in, in the lap. Maybe you've increased your earnings, you know, whatever the thing is, it just, you look up and you're like, all right, yep, that whole time of feeling stuck for like that six months back there, that year, and now here I am and I'm not stuck anymore. Mm. It required the period of the waiting, you know? So I just went off. I did the Southern Baptist preacher thing. Sorry.
0: No, it's good. It's good to go along with your fanning. <laughs> That's no, it's, it's good. And I think, I know this is why, like, I feel like we could talk about this forever. And I know that we repeat things that we've talked about, you know, that we've mm-hmm. said before, but it's like, yeah. they're just so important. I think almost we need to say them to ourselves, to ourselves too. It's, it's about, these are things that have, you have to be reminded of constantly. Mm-hmm. And actually I, I did find, I didn't find the quote I was looking for, but I did find a great quote that I just want to leave people with as an yeah. encouragement. Because ultimately, I think the person who sent the, the um, question, and I don't know her, so I, this is just yeah, like a sure. anybody who's asking something in, along that vein, like, what's creativity and talent? And, you know, I think the question underneath it is, do, do I have enough of it yeah. or one or the to, other? To or maybe sure. someone's feeling like, I have this, but I don't have that. Yeah. Um, I think that's behind a lot of the questions that we get. Um, yeah. And this is a Mary Oliver quote, which I know both Sean and I are fans of. Wonderful poet. She said, The most regretful people on earth are those who felt the call to creative work, who felt their own creative power restive and uprising, and gave
1: to it neither power nor time. Oh. That's so Oh, good. I could cry hearing that. I'm not kidding. Like, man, that hits me in all the all the feeling places. Mm.
0: Yeah. So don't be that person. And actually it was wonderful on my, on my blog last week, I shared, you know, just kind of some changes I made to my home office and, um, I just kind of gotten a, I was just having fun and I like redid my inspiration board and I just want to like wrap myself up in it. It just looks (laughs) so pretty. And, um, one lady left a comment saying, I think she was 73 years old and she just Uh wished she had done this, this and this. And, There were so many people who left comments for her saying like, it's not too late. Go do those things now. Go do the things you want to do. And they shared stories of, you know, like their mom moved to Italy when she was in her mid-70s because she just always wanted to. So it's like, it's never too late. It's not too late. It's too late when you're dead. So if you can listen to this, it's not too late. (laughs) That's right. right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So just try it. But uh just go for it is what we would say. Yeah, but I'm anyway, Shauna's gonna share. Shauna's gonna share sh- sh- share. Sure, sh- 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 she's gonna <laughs> share the creative contraption today. And actually, I'm just like right as we were getting on, I was like shopping for one. Cause I'm like, yes. all right,
1: I'm gonna get one. Well, okay, here's the thing. I had never really come across this much. Now, obviously. I've seen mortars and pestles and, you know, I've always... Okay, here we go. Like little girl stuff. Have you ever seen the movie Practical Magic? Have you ever seen that? Okay. Yep. Totally. I mean, sorry, Nicole Kidman, Sandra Bullock. Totally cheesy, ridiculous (laughs) movie. But I'm going to tell you, I love it. I still love it. It just makes me happy. And that little sunroom that they have with all these herbs and all this stuff, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. magical. And I always thought... Man, like I just, mm. <laughs> I just love the idea of like mixing things and making things. I think that's why I've always loved essential oils, way before it was a cool thing to do. Um, you know, stuff like that just kind of is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just is fun to me. And then one of my very favorite books of all time is The Alchemist, and it is you should read it if you've not read that. It's I fantastic. Have not read the Alchemist. It's a okay. short fictional book. But it's all about finding your meaning and your purpose. And of course, mm-hmm. he meets an alchemist along the way. And so anyway, I have just always loved the idea of like, you know, one day I want to own like a botanical apothecary shop and, um, you know, and, and I kind of do that on my own at home. So anyway, when I found, ran across, and I think it was on Emily Jefford's um She's an artist on Instagram. I think it was her feed I saw first, but it may have been somewhere else. Um, mixing pigments, actual paint pigments, and using a Muller. I was just like, mm-hmm. man, that looks like a lot of fun. I don't know what I would do with that, but you know, so I, I you know, I just watched things like that for six months or so and then finally bought um, a glass muller. Because I'd started playing with pigments and, um, you know, mixing actual paint pigments with uh, walnut oil is what I use, but can use linseed oil and all kinds of stuff. But so it just is a game changer with that. It makes the paint so creamy because really all you do is inc- just like you would with flour and water, you incorporate the oil into the pigment. But when you use that glass muller, Man, it's so creamy and beautiful. And it is just this, I know I'm just grinning. It's like this newfound <laughs> artistic quiet joy that I have. Like I the other day needed to do um some photo shoots, so I thought, well, I want to play with these colors. And I posted some stuff online, you know, in our and stories, and um, you know, people are just asking tons of questions about it. It's just a fun practice. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say go buy you know a billion supplies you really only need a palette knife or something to mix your pigment with your um, oil and you know if you can if you want to get into the muller thing then you can find that I got mine um, from natural earth paint and there's all kinds Mm -hmm. of places you can get paint pigment Um, you can you know some of them are a little more non-toxic than others you know um so you can mm-hmm. just dig around and do your own research but we're going to post some things about it on our feed because it's just a fun practice you know what i mean it really is it's yeah. very relaxing and, and satisfying we're just paint lovers right? That's
0: just like our that's our medium that's the thing that we really yeah. love so it's, i just wanted to try you. Watching- <laughs> Yeah, I've been watching Shauna it, and I've been curious about it for a while. Actually, the first time I went to um, Italy and France as an adult um, mm-hmm. was, like, two years ago, and I decided this was kind of even before I really, like, saw people mixing things and yeah. stuff, but I was like, I just, I want to buy um, pigments from a few different art supply shops yeah. over there just so I have, yes. like, this is my pigment from Paris, this yep. is my pigment from... Um, from Barga this is my pigment yeah. from Florence and so yep. I did that I bought I bought little pigments uh, from from these different
1: art supply shops Did you ship them home?
0: What did you do? No, I just put them in my suitcase. You
1: put them okay. Cuz I'm, cause yeah, I'm telling powdered, you I have got a list yeah. of places of art supply stores that I want to, you know, little boutiques I want to go to in Europe okay. and that's like a You and my, I man. Yeah,
0: we've been talking about this. We need to go do a trip with um go to Heather Bullard's styling. That's right. You know her whole workshop thing, and then we just need to go on like an art supply shop tour, tour of all of Europe,
1: <laughs> of all <Right>. of Europe. <laughs> yes, it sounds awesome. Jeff and Andrew no. will be gone for a month, right? <laughs> and then we'll, and then we'll if be If only back. <laughs> I were not a little sketched out to get on a plane right now, <laughs> man. Oh yeah,
0: but yeah, Gosh. some. Sometime Someday. in the near year future or so <laughs> right. we need to do, we need to do that trip. Cause I, yeah, I, and I kind of yes. did that when I went over to, um, when I went over to Europe, I was making sure that I hit, um, you know, hit as many art supply stores as I could. And they're so fun. Oh. They just, they're just fun. Oh. And I'd look for things that like were specifically from Man. Paris or specifically from Florence. Yeah nerdy i have way too many art supplies it's ridiculous me too but guys
1: that's a fun one go to our instagram feed and just look and i'm going to post some more and and mine like my feed is uh, a pi shauna but um it's you know it's just a fun practice so you know if you're into paint maybe you know watch it even just watching it's enjoyable and relaxing Mm -hmm. so it is
0: that weird satisfying
1: thing definitely
0: going on yeah well um so next week we're going to talk about saying no to good things in order to say yes to better things, yes. and um, talking about kind of big scary no's, I guess, because I uh-huh. think we often think of like the big scary yes, like I'm going to say yes mm-hmm. to this huge opportunity, and I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, but I don't think we often think about saying no to things that maybe are really successful and yeah. or that are working or that, uh, but there's just something about it that we're ready to move on from. Right, um, and I did that recently with a very big point. thing. So yes. we're. So we're going to talk about that next week and hopefully it'll help somebody along who's yeah. kind of thinking through some stuff. So we'll yes. see you next time. Thank you for listening to the creative exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by a Walker spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johann Wagner.
1: And if you like the creative exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creative